Welcome to the LEAD 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo O'Shears and Dave Hootke. Welcome to the LEAD 222 podcast. My name is Dave Hootke, and uh, so grateful that you have chosen uh, to join us today and uh, excited uh, that Bo Bo Shears, our president of LEAD 222, is with us. Bo, what's going on? How you doing, Dave? Doing good, buddy. Good, good, yes. You know, uh, this summer, we surveyed youth pastors, and you've heard us talk about this. And, uh, you know, the data was alarming, but yet not that surprising. And so, again, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't checked out our State of the Youth Workers report, you can find that in the show notes. Encourage you to check that out. And, uh, you know, through that um, and through coaching and mentoring and and talking to youth pastors around the country, we know that uh, it's been a tough season. Youth pastors are tired, discouraged. There's there's a lot going on. And uh, and that's our heart. Right. Like lead 222 is about coaching and mentoring so that youth pastors can lead healthy lives, healthy marriages healthy ministries. And so that's why uh, we were um, really excited about this three-part series. And so uh, if you haven't listened uh, to episode 49, we kicked it off by uh, talking about what's my part in being a healthy leader. And uh, then episode 50, we talked about what's my part in leading a healthy marriage. And so today, uh, Bo, I want to ask you some questions. You can share some wisdom with us today, which you always do. And so we want to talk about what's my part in leading a healthy ministry. And so we close out our three-part series today uh, about leading a healthy ministry. So Bo, not only did you lead for several years, one of the largest student ministries in the country, you have also consulted and trained hundreds of youth pastors uh, as well on how to have effective ministries and to lead healthy ministries. So what would you say are foundational truths, regardless of the changes in youth culture, uh, that must be done to have a healthy, effective ministry? Yeah, Dave, uh, you know, I think the key um, word there is transferable principles. Um, you know, you know, I wrote a book years ago, you know, Youth, youth Group Versus Student Ministry, where if um, one of them today, if you would have purchased that book and read it, you would sense that, wow, the culture has definitely changed. You, you know, just by reading that book. However, if you paid attention to the, 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 the values or principles there, uh, they do not change. And so when it comes to, you know, being a healthy ministry, um, obviously it starts, which we've been talking about. We did, we did it in part one of this three-part series. It starts with healthy leaders lead healthy ministries. Mm-hmm. So obviously you have to have the discipline to be a healthy leader. You're taking care of yourself. And we, they, if you haven't listened to that first part, um, so the uh, being a healthy leader, I encourage you to do that. But it starts with being a healthy leader. And then, you know, things that are not going to be uh, surprising to anyone out there is the next area is, you know, strong um practical Bible teaching, that um, that your role to build an effective ministry has to come from God's word. That's what's going to transfer lives. And so being able to deliver God's truth in a way that students understand it, where it challenges them, I mean, that's that's obviously the foundation. But then it gets into, again, having a very clear val- uh, vision and strategy. 
um, an understanding of what you're leading and how you're going to get there. And this, you know, we've heard a lot, you know, you, you can say that really quickly, but if I was on the phone with one of the listeners today that if they wanted to have questions about being a healthy leader, I would have them articulate what is the vision. And here's the key. Mm -hmm. And does, do your volunteers, do your students know that? Is are they are they excited about that? Do they have an understanding of what why they show up on Sunday or midweek or whatever? That's extremely important. Uh, that the vision is very clear and you know where you're headed. Um, and then you know you can't do it alone. And so there's got to be a strategy to have a trained, healthy volunteer team. And so once again, healthy leaders lead healthy ministries. You've got to you know it's like a Timothy two two. You got to teach others. Uh, so they're they're looking at what it means to be healthy volunteers, which means they're informed and they're cared for and they know what they know their role. But it doesn't stop there. It goes down to students where where the students also are taking ownership in the ministry that that they that they're you know building a core of students that are the owners. They're not participants. Uh, I mean, excuse me, they're not they're not they're not um, spectators. They're participants. They it's their ministry. They're excited about it. They're excited about God's word, you know. And again, I get excited even talking about this when this happens. They're excited about sharing the gospel with their friends uh, because they're in it. They know it. Um, and so you, you, you those are. Oh, yeah, that's that is so good. And and you know, I also want our listeners to hear from you in this as well because. You know, you you also have mentored, you know, um, not only youth pastors around the country for years, but you modeled this in the ministry of having students mentored. And you wrote a book about it, The Be With Factor. And um, that was so influential, you know, not only to me, but to so many. But maybe some have have struggled with, you know, really understanding the importance of having students mentored or even beginning a um, you know ministry of mentoring students so how how do you begin having your students mentored you know was it you did you train adults so kind of give us a quick be with factor um, summary well you know again when we're talking about building a healthy ministry um, I believe my personal strong belief is that cannot happen without again student ownership and and how do you get student ownership is the most effective way of I again believe is trans this, the idea of being transformed through the scripture is through mentoring. Now, I know that people may say that we have a small group structure, which is wonderful. You know, you're, you're doing great things during the week or teaching, but there needs to be a step where students know they can step forward and have a mentor. And what that's going to look like is um, very uh, intentional you know, teaching of the scripture, modeling what it means to be a healthy believer, uh, what does it mean to how does Christ really work in my life on a daily basis? Students want to know that. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for me to have to call myself a Christian? What difference does it make? And to have a mentor there to walk them through these difficult questions that, you know, all students have, I, I think is critical. And how you do that here, Dave, here's this. I know there are students in everyone's ministry that's listening right here today. There are students that want to take a next step in their faith. Mm -hmm. Not every student. But there are students sitting there in your evening, morning, whatever you do, that either are saying, "This is this all there is? You know, I, I want to know more. Yeah. You know, and that's why sometimes I think students even walk away uh, is because they haven't been told that there's a deeper uh, opportunity for you. And it comes through this thing called mentoring. 
So my point is, I think the be with factor is you have to find ready students. You gotta, you gotta really select those students. Everyone's not ready to be mentored, but you gotta find the ones that do. And there's many different ways to do that. We can't get involved that deep today, but it's really identifying those students that wanna take the next step, challenge them, let them know. And it's not picking favorites. Mm-hmm. Every student has an opportunity to do this, but you, you choose wisely and, and take those students down a deeper path of ownership and understanding what it means to be a Christ follower. That's great. Yeah, you you also talk about, um, you know, I think, too, evaluating, you know, strengths and weaknesses within your student ministry. You know, what did that look like, you know, for you at Willow? You know, was it you evaluating your strengths, weaknesses, the ministry as a whole? Was it your team? Love to hear you expand on that. Yep. And again, you know, in order to be an effective ministry, you've got to you've got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And again, this is attached to the vision and purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. And so there's all kinds of different ways to do that. Uh, you know, I would say to, you know, there's a different strategy of your ministry. If you're taking your ministry from, let's say, five to 50, you know, that in itself is, is, is a different way to approach that than taking your ministry, let's say, from 50 to 200 students. There, there's just different uh, needs that you have to address in that. So my point is, when you look at your strengths and weakness, obviously you're starting with a, who are we right now? Where are we? And um, how you do that? Uh, I mean, there's different ways today, especially there's so many advantages today uh, with technology, but it would be, and, and the answer guys, it would be me or my interns or my staff. Again, that varies depending on the size of your ministry, but certainly I'll say to the youth pastor today, it's you. You've got to know what's up. And so you figure that out um, different ways again, but the example would be, uh, of the students that are coming to my ministry, who, is, who are these students? You know, how many uh, underclassmen do we have? How many, you know, s- seniors do we have? That matters. Mm-hmm. And, and understanding your weaknesses and strengths, because that's going to identify that. Is your ministry, you know, does it mostly girls and no guys? Why? I mean, that's something to talk about. Why aren't we attracting, you know, more guys or upperclassmen or whatever it may be? If, if you're larger on one campus, let's say you have more students coming from one campus versus another, you should know why. Is it location? Is it because there's not, because I think you have to have a campus strategy. It is because the students on that campus aren't inviting their friends. Why not? So I think when you gather all this information, it really helps you identify your strengths and weaknesses. Um, why do people, why do more students go on our events? We have an event also in our, you know, our numbers go up because, you know, they want this fun activity, but they're not coming to our midweek or, or evenings, you know, mm. time with the youth ministry. Well, why is that? Is, you know, or, you know, there's all kinds of questions that come from there. You know what I mean, Dave? Yeah. I know you've done this as well, but it, identifying strengths and weaknesses starts with, um, just having a clear understanding. How many students, again, how many of the students that come to your ministry, parents go to that, go to the church? Mm-hmm. That's important to know yeah. because there's a strategy behind that. If if you've got 90% of your students, parents go to this church, you know, well, you've got to think about that. What does that mean? How do am I really connecting to the parents? Do they understand what we're doing? Or how many, how many visitors are coming on a weekly basis? Is no one, are your friends not inviting any of their friends? Well, that's a weakness. Why? Why is that? Um, because I don't think their friends would relate to the teaching I'm giving or, you know, that we're out of touch. 
that again goes back to that core of students, Dave, that ownership, they'll tell you what's up. Yeah. You know, I mean, that the valuation comes from your volunteers, from your students, you know, give out surveys. We did that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. where, what, where can we make adjustment changes? You know, what topics do we need to speak yeah. on? You know, it goes on and on. So some of it, you know, too, is, is being able to have intentional time when you know you're going to evaluate a lot of it comes naturally of just asking questions, but some of it you were intentional by having surveys and given out and getting Absolutely. that back. So some of it is just, we have to take, you know, um, ownership ourselves to make sure we're getting, you know, evaluation back um, as well as ourselves. So it's, that's really good. You know, I think sometimes we think, man, this, this, there's a lot um, happening and, and sometimes we want um, immediate you know, uh, growth or impact and, and fruit and things like that. And, you know, one thing I've heard you say, and, and I've said this is that it takes about three years to build a strong and healthy ministry. Now, listen, I hope you heard that it takes three years uh, to build a strong and healthy ministry. And we're not saying that like, that's a fact, but we're saying, this is what we've seen. This is what we've experienced. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Dave, I'm right with you. It it takes time. And for the youth pastors out there, you know, here's I always challenge uh, when I'm mentoring one of these guys is, you know, how long do you expect to be? You know, are you, do you really love what you're doing? Do you have passion for it? And absolutely, you know, how long you've been at the church, that kind of deal. Um, and then saying, you know, well, give me your plan. What are you doing? And sometimes th this can even seem overwhelming. You know, people hear all this stuff like, oh, wait a minute, where do I start? Well, it starts today, but you see the long play. And it really takes, yeah. I, I agree with you, it took three years to build a culture, a healthy culture, uh, because, that, because you are investing in students to build that leadership. So maybe they're freshmen now. Yeah. And so you're looking at, you know, you've got, you, you've got the middle school students coming into your ministry in these three years. What does that look like? Well, they've got to be, you've got to have a strategy when they come in, they're going to come into this new culture. You know, that's why I love the new community. We call it, you know, we use community a lot out of Acts 2. But I love that mm -hmm. where, you know, if you, if you go in Acts 2, there is the vision right there. If you wanted that, you know, the people coming together and they're breaking bread together, they're hanging out. They were, they were excited about the teaching. And here's the deal. And it goes on to say they were meeting all the needs and God added to their number daily, those being saved. Well, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So, it takes time to build that. To, they're feeling the awe of what God was doing. So, um, yeah, I think you have to have a long-term plan. You have to go there, go there gradually. Yeah. Uh, don't 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 rush it. No, I, that's that's so good. And and you know, it's also encouraging to hear. It just it takes time, and so you got to play the long game as well. But it's it's also being intentional. You know, when you see student ministry today. Uh, Bo, and, you know, as you mentor and coach uh, a lot of people around the country, are there areas that concern you or, you know, that you can see immediately that's going to prevent them from having a strong, healthy ministry? Yeah, absolutely. And, yep. And I would say, you know, on a big picture, you know, if I would say, what if I, what if I see the lay of the land today and, and, you know, in lead ministry, obviously we're mentoring a lot of, a lot of youth leaders. Um, but if there was a common thread right today, um, it, it really goes back and this definitely sounds so harsh here, but I don't see um, youth pastors 
putting the work in on the strategy side. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, really sitting down and say, what am I trying to do? And how am, you know, how am I going to get there? Versus just pulling some words and putting on a plaque is really saying how, what's in my heart? How can I get these students really loving the Lord? And what, what's that going to take? Now that's hard. And I know it's not going to come immediately, but I, I would say taking the time um, to really understand the plan that they're, they're leading, the, you know, what they're leading, where they're going um, is one thing that I'm concerned about and not knowing the strengths and weakness of their ministry. You know, for, I ask that in, when I mentor guys, you know, Hey, tell me what, what do you, what's your strongest point in your ministry today? Where would you say your weaknesses are? And when we come to the weakness, it's, you know, they may quickly say, well, volunteer team, you know, we don't have enough volunteers. Well, then the next question was, what's your plan? And that's where I don't see a real sense of they thought through this. Um, I often ask if today, if I, if you had five new volunteers coming to your ministry today, they were very excited to work in your ministry. And they stepped in and said, hey, you know, Dave, I'm here. We're here to serve. Would you know what to say to them? Yeah. Instead of just, oh, yeah, great. You know, but it would be, yes. And understanding where do I place that volunteer? Yeah. Rather than just, hey, just come hang out with us. Yeah, just hang out. It, yeah. It's like, no, this, you know, have a way to, to again, equip mm -hmm. those volunteers. Hey, you're going to be a great small group leader. You'd be, you know, obviously a mentor. Your, your gifts are in helps or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, no, that's that's really good. I, I think that's, um, you know, for a lot of um, maybe something that they just need to put together and, and, and plan out. And so for those that, you know, are listening today who want to be more strategic, you know, uh, how do they take those next steps? Well, Dave, you know, I don't mean I say it quickly. You know, you and I wrote the, the Lead Start um, book, and I think that's a great place to start. I yes. do. No matter if you're just starting out or if you've been, you know, doing this for a while. Oh, absolutely. Is. Yeah. Actually, I would say if you've been doing this for a while and you sit down and, you know, you say, go, oh, wait, how do I get better? You know, mm -hmm. you got to do it through evaluation. And so we, I would say lead start is one way, but, you know, another thought would be obviously talk to your mentor. You know, I mean, like if you're to, you know, take a moment to say, okay, what do I, what questions are I really trying to get answered? And then, you know, talk to someone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, listen, I have some questions here. Um, Dave, I know we're going to be finishing here, you know, soon, but, you know, that's one of the things I love about our lead community. I would say to I, guys, ladies, you know, if today, if any of what I'm saying, what Dave and I are sharing with you kind of, you know, nudges you a little bit like, oh, yeah, I need to do a little bit more, be a little more effective there. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Or I never thought about that. That I would tell you, lead into our community. You know, we yeah. have a great we have pastors all over the country, youth pastors, that have really good strengths in some areas. Some areas are weak. Seek them out. Call Dave. Call me. Hey, I want to. I want to. You know, I want to sharpen my teaching skills, or I really, really want to be more effective in building a volunteer team, or hey, I want to know more about building. That's so good. Students. Yeah, we can do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that, Bo, and and um, you know, I just want to encourage everybody you know, don't do this alone. Like that's why, you know, lead is here. Um, you know, I want to encourage you to, you know, lead start is a coaching plan that Bo and I did put together to, you know, evaluate your ministry, but to help you be more effective and really right. Isn't that what it's all about? Because we want to reach students for Christ. And so, um, and so I want to encourage you, if you are not plugged into a coaching
coach or mentor, contact lead, uh, 222.com. Go to our website and you can get plugged in. So, Bo, as we close out here, any final word of encouragement as we close out part three of this series? <laughs> you know, someone just, you just <laughs> called me on the phone. So, see, there you go. It's working. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. but I, I the name seriously. And I, I laughed. I go, I, he's calling me. I know he's going to have, I think that's wonderful. So, um, yeah, David is. You know, I pray that today, that what they've heard here, that you guys, ladies, that it, it, you know, it, it motivated. They're, they're, they keep calling, Bob. They keep they're calling. <laughs> but that that they're motivated. You know that 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 this just sparks something in you. Like, yeah, let let's get after it. But I would just say, be patient. Again, what you heard, um, you know, get your questions answered. You know, make sure you've, you you've thought. You know, like we talked about. But uh, pray and ask God. And this is the strongest point. Where is your passion? You know, that you know. You've got a where today your passion meter. Where would you put it? And I'm talking about a real hunger and desire to to love students and want to share the gospel, want them to see them fully devoted to Christ, excited about sharing their faith with their friends. You know where is that? If not, you need to take a walk and reunite that that passion, that calling that God's placed in your life, and then get about it. And I don't mean this hard. Don't be lazy. Don't work hard. Get about it. Do the work. Get in it. And be smart. Don't get, we're talking about being healthy, but that's my encouragement. You can do this. God's called you to make a difference. You are making a difference. Don't get discouraged. You know, it's hard work. But but again, don't let the enemy defeat you. If you if you just stay in it and, and keep keep focused and you're, you're doing a great work. You really are. You're making a difference. Such a great word, Bo. Thanks. And uh, we appreciate you. Encouragement as well. Our next episode coming out is uh, Matt Swigert, who is our director of lead missions. He's going to be sharing about our lead mission trips, uh, celebrating what God did this summer, but also uh, talking about next summer's uh, trips. And so if you don't have a mission trip planned, check out that episode. We got some incredible trips uh, coming up next year that uh, you will want to be a part of. So thanks for joining us today. We uh, appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com dot com.